0: Welcome to the Centerpoint Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 5, before... I formed thee, this is God talking to Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before you came forth out of the womb, I have already sanctified thee, and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. One more verse of scripture, New Testament, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8. Very, very common verse here, but I think on this day where we all are dressed up as different times of the history, I think this is very important for us to understand. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. And so today on Decade Day, I want to preach about the God of a Decades. The God of the decades. Well, why don't we just put our Bibles down and let's, let's lift our hands and let's ask God on this special day to just touch our hearts and move in our minds and speak to us the way that we need Him to speak. Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence. We are not worthy to feel what we feel today. God, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Lord, I pray right now that the Holy Ghost would just begin to sweep into our into the, our midst today. Let your presence move to and fro. You cannot fail. You will not fail. And Lord, I pray that you would just touch us. Speak, Lord, and we will listen. Clear out, clear out our minds. Anoint me as your messenger today. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody clap your hands and why don't we just lift up a, a praise to him. Why don't we lift up our voice and just give Him honor and give Him glory today. He's worthy of it. He's worthy of everything we can give Him. Jesus, we thank You today. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. The God of the decades. At the course of our nation's history, the United States of America... Have, has gone through many different seasons of time. Nearly each decade throughout the 1900s had a different name. Just to give you a couple of examples, the 1920s were called the Roaring Twenties. The 1940s signified the Great Depression. The 1950s were named the Golden Age of Capitalism. The 1960s and 70s signified the hippie movement and the free spirit era. The 80s was when the the internet began to take off and the 1990s was the dot com era. If you look at 1920 versus 1990, 70 years span, nearly everything in our world changed everything that we saw in 1920 was nearly there in 1990 nearly everything had changed the the economy changed entertainment changed music changed landscapes changed and so on and so forth nothing remained the same inside of our natural world but can I tell you that all throughout the Roaring Twenties, and all throughout the Great Depression, all throughout the Seventies, all throughout the Nineties, and even in this very present moment that we are in today, when our lifestyles and landscapes are changing even as we speak, there is one constant through it all that has never changed, and that is the one whose presence you feel in this place today. He has never changed, and He never will we have seen unprecedented times of blessing and we have seen unprecedented times of trouble but through it all God has never wavered and through it all God has never left us by ourselves the only reason why this country is still standing today is because of the power of God and for some of you today the only reason why you are still alive and well is only because of the power of God your whole world could have been flipped upside down, but there have always been one thing in your life that has never changed, and that is the God that you serve. Amen. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, we read that God told Jeremiah, as we just saw, before he ever formed him in the womb of his mother, he had already knew him. How did God already know Jeremiah? Because the God that we serve is a God outside of time. He is a God that doesn't live in our timeline. He lives outside of time. He is the beginning and He is the ending. He is the Alpha and the Omega. You cannot be both the beginning and the ending if you live in time. You are outside of the timeline. So what that means is he had Jeremiah in his thoughts and in his mind long before Jeremiah was ever born. And I want to encourage today that you are not some kind of mistake, regardless of how much of a mess you have made with your life before you were ever conceived in the belly of your mother. God knew who you were, who you are. He knew who you were going to be. He knew the mistakes you were going to make, and yet He still decided to bring you to His house this morning. He still decided to let you be born and let you live. Do not. Let your mistakes dictate how you live for God He already knew you were going to make a mistake He already knew you were going to mess up and He loved you enough to save you anyway Oh, I wish somebody would believe that today. You are not a failure. You are not something that was just a mistake. You are somebody that God loved enough to die for. You are somebody that God loved enough to bring you here today so your life can be changed forever. Hallelujah. I never want to think that coming to church is not something that is supernatural. I never want to think that coming to church is just something that we do. If you really stop and think about it, none of us deserve the opportunity to be here today. None of us deserve the opportunity to be in his presence. None of us deserve to feel what we feel this morning. But God, in all of his mercy, decided to give us the opportunity today to have another fresh start. He knew who we were going to become, and yet he brought us into this world anyway. Why would he do that? Because he had enough confidence in you to make the right decision when the opportunity came to your door. And let me tell you something today. Your opportunity is right now. Your opportunity is today. And the only option you the only question that is left is what are you going to do with the opportunity that God has presented you this morning? Are you going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done trying to figure it out on my own? Or are you just going to let this opportunity pass by you like, you like like some of us do every Sunday morning? I'm here to tell you today, if you would make a different decision and let God touch your life this morning, everything can change for the better. you got to trust Him that if He brought you here, He's going to take you the rest of the way. If he brought you here this morning, he will take you the rest of the way. He is not going to leave you. Amen. I dug really hard to f- this out a few weeks ago. I researched this quite a lot. I wanted to know what, the, what year it was when Adam and Eve was created. That's not stated in our Bible It's not really talked about very much, but I I was curious. I I had this thought: the God of the Decades, and and I just wanted to see. and 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 according to and and this is just an educated estimate from scholars, but 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 research states that Adam and Eve were created seven thousand seven hundred years before Christ was born. Seven thousand seven hundred years before Christ was born. I find that interesting. With the two. Heavens, seven thousand seven hundred. God's perfect number, but, but, but anyway, then I am. But this tells us then that the first time God performed a miracle for a human was nearly eight thousand years before He ever stepped foot on Earth as a man Himself. The first time God ever performed a miracle over a human being is when he created them nearly 8,000 years before he was a man himself. So we start there. We start at Adam and Eve, 7,700 years. And then we can look at all the miracles that took place before Jesus arrived on this with the ark and the ark, and with Abraham and Sarah having a child in their old age, Moses being visited by God in the burning bush, Aaron's rod changing, water turned to blood, frogs, lice, flies, boils, locusts, darkness in Egypt, death of the firstborn, the Red Sea splitting in half, the bitter water in Mara turning sweet, manna sent from heaven, water that comes out of a rock, Aaron's, bod- Aaron's rod budding, the serpent statue having to heal the Israelites from being bit by the The snakes, a donkey starts speaking. The river Jordan splits in half again. The walls of Jericho fall down. Sun and the moon stand still. Jeroboam's hand is withered. The, The widow's son is raised back to life. The sacrifice is consumed on Mount Carmel. Naaman is cured of his leprosy. We see all this in the Old Testament, all the way down to Jonah in the belly of the whale. All the way down to this, all these things happened. And Jonah in the belly of the whale, watch this, occurred 700 years before Christ. 700 years before Christ came onto this earth. So watch this. 7,000 years went by between the, the first miracle and the last miracle in the Old Testament. 7,000 years went by. And we question whether God can fix our need or heal our disease. We ask God if He's even here sometimes, but you better believe He's the God of the decades. You better believe that He's a God that has never changed. 7,000 years, God's still performing miracles. Even today, 2,000 years after He died and was raised again, He is still performing miracles. Do not think that God doesn't have everything under control. Stop letting the devil lie to you that God cannot help you. God is been in this thing longer than you've ever been in this thing god has everything under control you have got to understand that he said before abraham was i am he's a god outside of time he already knows the end from the beginning you are in great company when you have god on your side it's interesting oh it's interesting That in the last book of the Old Testament, in the second to last chapter of the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi chapter 3, the second to last chapter before the Old Testament ends, God leaves this very important phrase to His people. He said, for I am the Lord and I change not. Now that's interesting because right after that there was 400 years of silence. In between the Old Testament and the New Testament, 400 years of silence. God didn't speak. God didn't move. God didn't speak to anybody or anything. 400 years of silence. But guess what? He was establishing the fact that even though there was going to be 400 years of silence, the world might change dramatically, but God was never going to change. For I am the Lord, I change not. Now, I'm not going to talk for 400 years, but I'm telling you, the next time I speak, I'm the same God. The next time I talk, I'm still doing miracles. The next time I speak, I can touch your family. The next time I speak, I can heal your finances. I can do whatever you need me to do. But God was never going to change. How can I say that? Because after those 400 years, he returns as a man robed in flesh, and he continued his mission to seek and to save that which was lost. So how how does that apply to me and you? You can go through silence for years. You can go through trials where you don't hear the voice of God, regardless of how much you cry or how much you pray or how much you moan and groan. But even in the midst of all that, God never changes changed so you can go through a silent trial but there's going to come a day where that trial is going to end there's going to come a day where a miracle is going to take place and all those years of silence is going to pay off because God made a way where there seems to be no way hallelujah let me just cut to the chase this morning around lunchtime when I was just on my lunch break, I heard a message from camp meeting nineteen ninety eight at the campgrounds. I was just I was just going back, and I was I was listening to a message. And as I was listening to that message, just 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 three to four minutes after I started playing the sermon, it wasn't even three, four, five minutes into that sermon. God quickened my spirit, and I, and I. Felt like he was about to speak something into my heart. So I turned off the podcast. I took the earbuds out of my ears and I just began to sit in silence. You know that he can't talk to you unless you provide a space for him to talk to you. You can't hear the voice of God when you're around all kinds of people and you're blasting stuff in your headphones and you're not focused on Him. He can't talk through all that junk. And for, and for some of us, the reason why we can't get a word from God, even in this place right now, is that we allow our minds to get occupied on other things and we think about lunch and we think about stuff we have to do after the service. But if we can just give Him a little space right now, He could change your whole life today. And I know that that's a bold statement to say, how can you you say that, wow, wow, he, he can really change somebody's whole life? Yes, I'm confident of that because I've seen it time and time again. When someone lets go of everything else in their mind and they make it their sole purpose to get to where Jesus is, their life will be totally changed. They have been totally healed. They have been totally delivered from addiction and problems and circumstances. You got to give God a little space and he will give you a word that you need. But I felt in that moment when I was on the lunch on my lunch break that, that, that God was about to speak to my heart. So 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 I gave him a space and he said, "You're listening to powerful testimonies that, that happened in 1998. You're you're listening to things David that that took place nearly 30 years ago and That's okay to build faith. That's okay to go back and listen to testimonies of of things that happened so long ago. You're you're listening to things and and it's okay. But you need to start understanding that I can do those same things and more in the service that you're about to preach at Sunday morning. You gotta understand that I'm about that, that that I can heal cancer and disease and situation even on October the eighth, two thousand and twenty-three. It's not just about thirty years ago. It's not just about the old Center Point building down the road. It's about what can happen in this place today. I'm not just the God that you hear about in the old church building. I'm not just the God that you hear about in 2003. I'm still the God you feel today. we got to get out of the past and understand that He's a God that is the beginning and the ending. He's the first and the last. If If you're in this building with breath in your lungs, it's not too late for Jesus to heal your body. It's not too late for Jesus to touch your knees. I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are in life, I serve a God that lives outside of your situation. He lives outside of time, but He also has the power to step into time. He has the power to step into where you are and meet your need. He has the power to step into where you are and touch your mind. He has the power to step into where you are and touch your heart and give you a new outlook on life. Regardless of how far you think you've gone, He's a God that never changes he's always merciful he's always loved you he's always had you on his mind and we're always preaching about hallelujah and we're always preaching about what god can do but i need to tell you about some things that god cannot do and i'm not trying to make anyone feel uncomfortable But the Bible tells us some things that God cannot do. There are three things that God cannot do. And we've heard all of our lives that God can do anything and there's nothing that God can't do. And God can do this and God can do that. But if you read your Bible long enough, you'll see that there are actually three things that God can never do. Number one, four times in your Bible. Four times the Bible says that God cannot fail you. Four times in your Bible, He cannot fail you. You have a God that will never, ever, ever fail you nor forsake you. Not only will He never fail you, but He won't ever leave you either. Number two, then in the New Testament, it tells us in Titus chapter 1 and verse 2 that we serve a God that cannot lie. Everyone say God cannot lie. Peter said in Second Peter chapter three verse nine that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God cannot lie, and he has patience with you and me. Why? Because he's not willing to let anyone perish. His desire is that we all find a place of repentance. And if God said, "Ask and you shall receive; seek and you shall find; knock and it shall be open unto you," there's no ifs, no ands, no maybes. No, if the circumstances is right, the Bible tells us that if you're hungry and if you ask for it with a clean heart and pure motives, God will give you what you need. And that came from a God that cannot. God is not slack concerning his promise but is long-suffering what is what's the reason why you have the Holy Ghost this morning because God is a long-suffering God and for those of you who don't know what that means what long-suffering means it means he has a whole lot of patience I'll prove it to you look at the Israelites in the Old Testament Look at how much they murmured and how much they complained, and yet God continued to bless them. God gave a bunch of complainers the promised land. God gave a bunch of complainers something that was so desirable that everyone wanted it. And we like to joke about that, one of them, which I'm guilty of it as well, but we are no different we complain and we gripe about every little inconvenience in our lives and they don't even compare to the inconveniences of what those israelites went through i tell you that but yet in spite of all of our mistakes in spite of all of the times we've come short throughout the decades god has given us the greatest promise in history you best believe he's a long suffering god he's been long suffering for thousands and thousands of years so i'm here to tell you today that he has not given up on you either Situations may have changed, problems may come and go, but God is still God, and He changes not. And He loved you enough to bring you here today to have your life changed in the best possible way. It can be changed, and that's through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And to make it even more beautiful, when you get the Holy Ghost, you have a long-suffering God. You have a patient God living on the inside of you. And those have a short fuse, where just any little minor inconvenience, you... You blow up and you get angry, and and everything, and and, and all the world just is crashing down when when a minor inconvenience comes, and we get mad and we get angry, and we leave and we walk away, and everything happens like that. For those of you who are like that with the little short fuses, you'll learn to become patient as well. You want to know why? Because when God lives in you, you'll want to be like Him. You'll want to be patient. You'll want to be loving. You'll want to be merciful. You'll eat with people that don't look like you. You'll pray with people that smell funny. You'll talk to people who don't talk like you. You want to know why? Because that's what happens when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. You'll love people that nobody else loves. You'll have patience with people. Even when they do you wrong, you'll love them anyway. And you'll you'll pray with them anyway. So God cannot lie. Number three and lastly and most importantly going back to one of our previous scriptures he says for I am the Lord I change not. God cannot change. That's the third thing God cannot do. He cannot change. Paul tells the Hebrew church that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Do you know what you're saying when you proclaim Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever? You're saying that anything He's ever done for anyone, He can do it for me. Anything He's ever done anywhere, He can do it here. Anything He's ever done at any time in history, He can do it right now because Jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever he's a god that cannot change and if we if god said it he's gonna do it well, just like the song said a few minutes ago he won't fail he won't fail he won't leave you No, He won't fail. If He said it, you can write it down and expect it to happen. This old black book is full of the promises of God. And it wasn't just for the people that were there 2,000 years ago. Because He's a God of the decades. It's for you and it's for me tells us in Psalms chapter 103 that He heals all of our diseases, and He can still do it this morning. It says in the same chapter that He forgives all of our iniquities and our sins, and He can still do that this morning too. Isaiah 12 and 3 says, Therefore with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Anybody here today know about the joy of salvation? You can get that today as well in the book of... Philippians 4 19 it says that my God shall supply all of your need he can do that today as well Psalm 37 and 4 God will give you the desire of your heart Romans 8 and 28 that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose John 15 and 7 that if you abide in him you shall ask what you want and it shall be done Psalm 23 and 1 that the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want Second Corinthians 1 and 20 that the promises of God are yes and amen. Some of you today have come here wondering, can God meet my need? I'm here to tell you today, yes, he can. Hallelujah. Yes, he can. He can meet any need that you have today. And some of you have come today wondering wondering if what we do is just some kind of tradition people do or if, if this is the real thing. All i got to say about that is you just ought to taste and see that the Lord is good the moment you come down to the altar and try it for yourself. I guarantee you that you will not leave this place the same way that you walked into this place. You will have a new mind. You will have a new heart. You will have a new foundation. You will I have a new outlook on God. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I guarantee you that you will leave this place without a doubt in your mind. That the God that we serve isn't just somebody you read about in a book. Oh no, he's alive and well today, my friend. And he's here to meet your needs today. You've come to the right place. If someone has a need in here and you've been beat up by the circumstances around you, I dare you to give Jesus one more opportunity. He cannot lie. He cannot fear. Fail and he cannot change. You ought to step out of your pew and come try the altar one more time. You ought to ask someone to come pray with you in the altar. You ought to grab somebody and say we're going to go down to the water one more time and watch God meet your need in this place today. Let's all stand. I'm done. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church, or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.